This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. You get me and Maureen doing a thing we call the Town Watch, which is like 30 minutes and looser, and it's available if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club Everyone is great, and they only are available if you are a member of the Sticker Club. I've had a couple of people reach out recently be like, where can I get, can I order one of these stickers? And the answer is no, you cannot. You have to be a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. It's a very, very, very exclusive club. So, well, you can you can join it for a couple bucks. That's true. And when you join it for a couple bucks, you help Dan fix his car. <laughs> and his life patreon.com slash says who Dan Maureen I was uh, at an office yesterday getting a, doing an appointment and as I was checking out the mm-hmm. person behind the counter said to me are you an author whoa and I said and I answered like this y- y- yeah like I've, I it was like I thought I was going to get punched in the face for the answer yeah. And they said, you're Maureen Johnson. You wrote Box in the Woods. And I said, wow. I said, I did. And the person was like, the Stevie Bell mysteries. I read those. Like, you're Maureen Johnson from the books. And was, um, which, was this appointment at your publisher? Yes. So that was weird. This was my <laughs> editor. Explain it. And she was like, wait a minute. And I said, well, you should know this. And they were like, this is all news to us. Quickly. Write this down. She wrote it. We thought it came... We don't know. We didn't know how it got here. So I got recognized there. And as I told you, I was walking down the street, walking the dog the other day. And then I hear Maureen, Maureen. And then, hello, one of you was list- waved and pointed to your ears and said, I'm listening to the new episode of Says Who right now. Hi, Dexie. And then Dexie barked in excitement because she heard her name. Man. Your star is ascending, Maureen. It's just that I've been feeling like the worst writer in the world and someone who should be quietly put out of their misery or maybe Mm -hmm. shot into space. Yeah. Um, So I was like, I feel a little bit more like, it just gives you that little boost where I go home and I sit smugly in front of my computer for a second and then I go, I don't know what I'm doing again. So, you know, I get that little that little well, lift. It's nice you get that little boost. All of this is that to say momentary boost. Hi, it's me. I'm the writer. It's me. Um, can you, if you'd like, I wrote these books. And when you read them and tell people about them, force the books upon them. Uh, just stand there in bookstores or go to bookstores and say, hey, have you heard about this new book? I hear it's the real big deal. And then um, that's great. Yeah. And if you would like to do that, except for the whole standing in a bookstore talking part, right. but the getting the books part, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org, our own little bookshop on the internet where Maureen's books are easily and readily available. And if you're buying things on the internet, you can also go to merch.saysupodcast. That is our, as one might guess, our own little merch store. And there's also shop.dansinker.com where I sell three patches. Is that it? You just sell three. You're not going to mm-hmm. just stop. You're just not talk anymore. Just got them done. That's all people mm-hmm. need to know. Fair enough. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Yeah. I'll get a 12 pack of the breaded oh, shrimp. No. 
I don't uh, curly I fries. Shrimp. Well, just the bread. Curly fries. That's okay. So, first of all, right. breaded shrimp, you're going to need to go to Long John Silver's, which is two blocks over. Curly right. fries, you're going to have to go to Arby's, which is a block in the other direction. Mm. And then another block north. That's a lot of driving. I'd like to just yeah. get that here. We don't so, have either of those things. Our fries are very straight. Yeah, just bend them. So, I'll get that uh, with the cocktail sauce dip. And That's uh, not coleslaw. A thing we have either. We also don't have coleslaw. Okay, so, but I am able to source all of these things for you. So, okay. right. cocktail Great. sauce dip. I'll just pull another, up and get those. No, that's another Long John right. Silver's product. Right. The curly fries, you're going to want to go to Arby's. No, coleslaw, I don't want to. You can go to Kentucky Fried Chicken where they actually have very, mm. very good coleslaw. No. Kentucky Fried Chicken is just two blocks to the east from here. You're going to not be able to miss it because it's right next to the Popeyes, too. I don't trust them the way I trust you, kid. Hey, kid, That's how's it going? Point. I mean, it's very cold. Yeah. And it's snowy. Yeah. And so people keep sliding through the drive-thru. Oh, oh no. You got to be careful, kid. The world needs you. Oh, I don't know. I'm not driving. Right. It's a good thing. How do you get here? I take the bus. I'll drive you. Get in. No, I'll drive you. I'll drive I you to work. Well, first of all, I'm already at work. And right. second of all... Don't accept rides from people that just drive through the drive-thru. That's yeah, one of but, the things that they train you on. Well, I, and you are a professional, so that like that's the thing. Your professionalism always. That's why I come here. See, kid, my job is complicated. Now, for a while, I wasn't doing it, and I'm back now, and we're actually just getting some food for the car because we're on our way up from uh, Iowa to New Hampshire. Yeah, it's a long drive. I it's would think most people would take the plane. Oh, most people are taking the plane, but not me. So I got to get all this fucking food and get it up to New Hampshire and somehow keep it warm. So um, I've uh, I've put some glowing coals in the back in the trunk. And, that seems uh, like a probably a not a good situation to have in your trunk. Yeah, that's a good way of describing my whole life right now, kid. You see, this is an exercise in pointlessness. We're just going from one state to the other, having a contest in which... Only this uh, this one guy can really win. You ever see a puppy bowl where they have all the puppies on the yeah, fake field and they run around? Right. Now imagine that one side was puppies and the other side was the actual football team stomping on the puppies. That sounds terrible. Why would I want to imagine that at all? Exactly, kid. So that's where I'm at, and that's what we're doing. We're okay. stomping on puppies every day, except the pump the puppies are like uh, Ron DeSantis. Okay. So, not a puppy, but still, no. it's just so pointless because we all know what's going to happen. It seems, yeah. Yeah. It seems that that's an issue, but it also seems that you want to be at about three different drive through places, none of which are this. So, maybe you should drive through and continue on to the other locations that have the food that you're looking for. Kid? Hmm. I like what you're laying down. I like where your head's at. Let's okay. go. I'm going to I'm going to sit here. You can just climb through this window, get in. We're going to go not, get that food. Let's let's change our destiny, kid. Not, let's change our destiny. Not, get in the car. I'm not doing I'm any not leaving. Of those things. I'm not moving. I really I'm not moving. Need you to drive I'm through. not moving. Trust get in the me, car. Cars have been coming through that corner very fast and it's a little bit slippery and you will probably get hit if you just stay. Don't threaten me with a good time, kid. 
Please drive through. Welcome to Says Ooh Podcast. That isn't a podcast. Coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. I'm Maury Johnson. Wow, you sound so vivacious. Do I? It's I easier. Know. It's easier to talk right now, Dan, because as I've told you, there's something going on with my left eye where it's all blurry, or it feels like someone's constantly shining a bright light into. Still. Oh, it's gonna. Apparently, it's gonna either be this way forever, mm-hmm. and my brain will adjust. Okay. Or it'll develop a new vascular route so that. As my mother said, that uh, I think she the term she used was revascularized. Okay. Okay. So, or something, or my brain will just be like that. I'll rewire that bit so you don't see that big blurry thing anymore. But it's a real drag when you're writing a book and you have to read a lot and uh, you really can't rely on the old left eye. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you should get an eye patch. No, apparently that would really fuck things up. Oh, really? Yeah. It would look cool though. It would look amazing. If you were an author in an eye patch, Dan, maybe that's I, your new thing in 24. I, I know two authors that cannot, that either have are blind in one eye or yeah. um, or my friend Libba Bray, who is entirely missing one eye and has a glass eye. Okay. So, and- uh, You could she, be a trio. She's taken her eye out and let me touch it. She's also wow. let me. She's also let me touch it when it was in her face. Wow. At, a, at this a wedding. Went in a whole direction that I was not expecting. Yeah. My friend Cassie's wedding, Libba and I were in the bathroom and I said, can I touch your eye? And she was like, of course you can. And she gets she let, real in a bathroom wedding, apparently. Yeah. And she just let me like touch the eye because it's glass. She doesn't care. It's true. Yeah. I've seen it before, too. And I've, I've held it. And she, I was like, you should like put that in people's drinks and stuff. She's like, oh, yeah, I've done, you know, all kinds of things with my eye. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea we were starting this way. We're starting hot. Mm-hmm. We Other are starting people, hot. Yeah, so many people have told me, like, this sh- just happens. Like, sometimes just shit, weird shit just happens to one of your eyes. That's true. As, as you've told me. I can vouch for that. Yeah. I can vouch for that many times over. Sometimes weird shit does happen to your eye. Dan, bodies are weird. Life is weird. But we're, we're, we keep burning this year. We absolutely keep burning. We do. Um... You think a little bit of a I I can't see how the one eye really is going to stop me? It's not going to stop gonna me. I'm going to go with no on that. Absolutely not. Just going to ha- I'm going to also amend that no with but it is going to have you bumping into stuff. I can see it's just this third of towards the nose is all blurry. You know, it's mostly uh, hard to read. Back in the day when you would go to the mall mm-hmm. and there were KB toy shops and in front of the KB toy shop, they would have like a little table, the round table with sides. And inside that round table with sides were a bunch of battery operated like yappy dogs that would do flips or would mm-hmm. just run around and they would bump into the sides and then go. That's how I'm imagining you with your new eye issue. You aren't going to stop. You're just going to be a yappy dog that bumps into things and then just goes in the other direction. You're like a Roomba that writes a book. Dan, that's been me for years. I got it's all true. kinds of neurological problems. But the, my problem is my eyes have always been so goddamn good. I'm one of those people like uh, my vision was ju- is just incredible. I yeah. can basically see into space. You know, it's just I, I've always had such good vision that any disruption 
is just making it my everything that runs my brain go what they're all running around with little i can't comprehend it yeah like it's just so confusing to me that i i my brain is trying to just grapple with the fact that anything is fucking with these with my eyes not me man my brain shut that shit down a long time ago it's you remember in the 90s the magic eye posters yes they just looked like like wavy lines and shit and then people would stare at them and be like oh it's a pirate ship never once in my whole life have I seen a magic eye poster because my brain just shuts one eye down if they try to cross. Oh, no. My roommate, first roommate in college, someone I went to high school with, she used to, her, she was legally blind without her glasses. Yeah. And she would say, well, make Christmas was always really beautiful because before I put my glasses on, everything was a big whirl. She's like, it was just blurry, beautiful colors everywhere. I remember when I was little, I would space out staring at our wallpaper, which was like a vertical repeating pattern. Because if I just stared at it long enough, it was like a magic eye poster. This was before my brain kind of took over on shit. Because suddenly the things would combine enough that the wallpaper would look three dimensional. (laughs) Be like, wow, that's sticking out. It's great. My brain is struggling, Dan, because I can normally, you know, see things that are like a quarter of a mile away. Like I'm one of those weird people that's like something moved in the bushes over there. Oh, I can see it. I can identify it. That's why when I'm at home at my parents' house, when I see things far away, I'm like, oh, yes, look, a deer is in that field over there. One time when Avatar came out originally. I went to go see it because everyone was like, it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there and my my brain was like, I can't fucking deal with this at all. And at one point, suddenly, instead of the three dimension looking like it was popping out, everything inverted and what? everyone's faces were smashed in. <laughs> Dan, Dan. Yeah, it was crazy. That was the moment where I was like, I think I might have an eye issue. Dan. <laughs> Something's weird here. I, I don't even want to say to that shit. It was wild. I will forever in my head. I can picture the Navi with this crushed in face. I, I have to sometimes I wear glasses when I read now. And yeah. I forget them a lot because I never needed them. And my brain is still fighting this. Like, no, you, you're like, my my just this any disruption in my vision is just so it's making a whole department in my brain absolutely frazzled. yeah and i'm trying to get to the point where i understand like i know that if i kind of accept it and relax about it like i just and that it'll help my brain sort of accept right. the the field distortion yeah and apparently it they're like either it w- this was their big conclusion either it will go away or it will not right. like, well thanks that's handy. And a lot of, a lot of people have said they've had this and then it goes away after a couple months. Right. Basically your brain overrides it and Right. Your brain basically just cuts that part out and but you I, don't even know. I'm trying to write a book right now and Yeah, there's that. Seeing is a big part of it seems like that might be helpful. I did order some new glasses. Oh, that's I'm fun. trying to do everything. I went and I got every single piece of advice. I bought a new humidifier. But, okay. Well, apparently dry eye makes oh, it a little okay. bit worse so All like right. 
And it is, you could make beef jerky in our bedroom right now. Like it's so, you wake up and I'm like, (gasps) yeah. (sighs) I drink a full water bottle during the night. I would be peeing for hours. I just wake up and I go, and then I take about three big gulps. And by the time I wake up, this whole little water bottle next to my bed is empty. It is dry. I I just want everyone to know that Maureen and I could not be dressed more oppositely right now. Right. I am in my basement where it is maybe 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a winter hat on. I have a very thick sweatshirt on and I am cold. And Maureen logged on and it looks like you're in Jamaica. It, like you're dressed like you're on the beach in Jamaica. It you feels, have a, it's you that have time a, of year. A short sleeve cut off. Your hair looks sort of, did you recently get it like your highlights done or something? Because mm-hmm. you look sun-kissed. Do you have a lamp on, sad lamp hitting you on the side or something? No, you it's just, just maybe it's just, your hair looks sun-kissed. It's bright coming in the window. I don't understand it. That brightness is snow brightness. It's that oh, kind of okay. snow brightness. Uh, it is hot as fuck in here. Uh, I found a monkey in the hallway eating a banana. It's hot. It's jungle-like. <laughs> it is fucking cold in Chicago. It has been cold for days and days and days and days. We are in. We have like negative 30 wind chills. That's like where Oscar is in Sweden. He's yeah. in Sweden Janice right now. And the kid have not left the house since Saturday. I'm the unlucky fool that has to occasionally take the dog out. I did a run in the snow last night because someone has a little bit of a upset tummy hmm. puppy. I I don't want to listen. Yesterday, don't, don't, you don't need to name names. We we can all get, you know we can all be mysterious as to who that is. That's not a word. I took a bath last night and I came into the bedroom and I was like. What's that smell? And then I kind of walked all around the house and the whole living room. That little dog had filled it with her farts. Like it was like mm. a cloud. No and good. I was like, oh no, little girl. So she has the constitution of iron, this one. Yeah. So we had a 3 a.m. snow run. She I mean, woke me up. That doesn't seem like a constitution of iron, TBH. But I mean, this is one of the few times that she she's had a... Okay. She, she's not because with our with Zelda, Zelda had a lot of digestive issues. Yeah. We frequently were like, you know, f- four runs a night was not uncommon. <sighs> Dexy uh, very seldom. I took Spotty out last night. I think it was. I think it was. The actual temperature was like negative six, and the feels like was like negative twenty four or something. It is like, it's not good. We made it. I don't know a half a block, and she found some frozen fucking thing on the ground to. Uh, eat and then the whole night she was kind of like mm, I'm not sure that I made the right decision it's like <laughs> oh really uh, but then she didn't actually go out and then this morning uh, she had a pretty normal set of things although did yet again try to eat a frozen thing on the ground which I had to rip out of her mouth this time and it's so it's cold but it's warm in here now come on over man I wish. Um, coming over to New York City, where if you live in a big apartment building and you live on a top floor, there's there the heat the heat rises up here. Not here. Our house, I think, is a hundred years old this year, and I think the walls are basically empty. So it <laughs> gets very cold, very cold in our house, even with a brand new furnace. 
Well, I assume this is this apartment like there. It's great in terms of I have only ever seen a roach like once in yeah. many years. It is great for that. Like you just they're really on top of the vermin. But I'm assuming that just because it's a New York building, our walls are insulated with roach exoskeletons and, you know, mouse carcasses and yeah, you know, probably a dead mobster or just mixed into the concrete. Yeah. So I, uh, before I came down here, I discovered it's actually very sunny right now, which is of course one of those like deceptive things because it's sunny and fucking cold as balls. But, um, our front door, which is again, old has a lot of window panes on. It's like mostly little window panes that are, you know, one ply window panes. So most of those window panes have had ice on the inside for the last few days, which is great. Um, Anyway, the sun was coming in the door. I think maybe the wind direction has shifted because the door, like standing in front of the door was not painfully cold and it felt great. And I just stood there for a long time with the sun coming in through the door windows that were no longer iced and uh, felt good. I but think you need some is, insulation, Dan. I, yeah, but you know how much that shit costs? That's not happening. So we'll please put on subscribe at the, at, at the sticker level. Sticker level ain't covering insulation in. A, well, once in a we house. once we introduce our video level, then uh... <laughs> the insulation level. Anyway, it's cold. It's cold everywhere. Like I feel bad complaining because I know people that are in even worse cold. Holy cow! Yeah, this Sweden is... apparently quite cold. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. I think I saw someone in Montana, and it was like. The actual air temperature was, or like not the feels like, but the actual temperature was like negative 22 with the air, with the wind chill being like negative 60. And no. It made me it's remember. It's been a while since we've had a winter this cold. In two weeks, I'm going to be in Mexico. Oh, man. Like far enough south. Oh. And on a beach. That sounds wonderful. Or I think every day is going to be 80 degrees. That would be the best. Writing retreat, baby. There you go. I'm excited. This is our va- I, this is our vacation. So we we vacation slash Oscar's coming. I'm like, you can just sit there and float. Yeah, and I'll write stuff. I'm also trying to get to go to Sweden with him. He always has to go to That's Sweden. Fun. So Sweden's I'm like, great. I'm like in the summer, one of these times, because he's been going to Sweden for a long time. I'm like, I gotta Sweden. go to Sweden with Sweden. He's been going to Sweden. He's been going to Sweden. I've yet um, to go with him, so I really need to go. Stockholm is amazing. That's where he has to, that's where he's at. He's in Stockholm. There is a museum in Stockholm that is a ship that was brought up from the ocean. And they managed to keep it preserved. It's it's basically, it's like an entire, it's like a mm. pirate era, whatever that era would have been, ship, like a merchant ship or whatever. Um, and they have managed to keep it preserved because it was like in the water forever, but they have to like keep the whole thing wet and all this shit and the whole, it's, but it's basically entirely intact and you can get to walk around it and it is incredible. I need to go to that. It's, it's really amazing. And I think there's an ABBA museum in Stockholm. How have it's you sure, been to that? They're sure. Because I just haven't been to Stockholm. But here's the thing. When he goes there, he only gets to go to the office and back. Right. But me, if I go with him, I see the ship, 
the ABBA Museum. He stayed in the uh, the hotel that's owned by a member of ABBA. That's an ABBA themed hotel that had a dial on the wall that when you when you turned it, it would play various ABBA songs. And I was like, well, Come we are staying in that shit. Yeah, for real. I don't care how many trams you have to take to get to work or whatever you have to do. We're staying in the ABBA hotel. That time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, do yes. I, I'll, I'll, there's nothing stopping you. No, there's like a lot of things stopping me. But I'm going to make <laughs> this year, Dan, I'm thinking about 2024. Remember, yeah. January is a whole prep month. Right. Celebrating more. I know this is a regular thing, but like really doing the thing. Yeah. I'm even thinking about the fall already. How okay. I'm going to make make all those like cookies and shit. Oh, are, my are, God. All right. You Dan, can make cookies anytime. Dan, for Christmas, my mother gave me, aside from the coffee, the cappuccino machine, a whole pile of baking stuff. Oh, that's fun. Just like, uh, just a whole shit ton of stuff. Yeah. There's nothing I can't bake now. Well, that's great. I have everything but the stand mixer. Yeah, you should just do that. So if you guys want to join the cookie club to help Dan get insulation for $50 a month, I will. what would be the cost for me to, to send you baked goods? You don't want to do that. That's got, a lot of work, Maureen. You have uh, enough going on in this I world. I know, I really do. But can you imagine? You, But you, you should allow yourself a stand mixer. You should no, just order there's one today. There, no, there's no space for it, Dan. There really isn't. I can't give up one more inch in this kitchen. All right. I can make anything in my kitchen. I have curry, bo- like curry seasoning boxes. I'm prepared at a minute's notice to make pretty much anything, like sushi rolls and tagines and curries, and I, I, I've got it all. But I've used every inch of space. Okay. And a label maker that only prints out labels in Cooper Black. Well, that's classy. Yeah. That's classy. But that's Dan, a classy that's, label maker. That's enough about us. Is it? Sure is, Dan, because there's stuff going on. It's true, Maureen. Guess what? What? I don't want to talk about all that stuff. You have to. So anyway, about that stand mixer. Dan? Well, it's exciting, Maureen, because the presidential primary season has officially begun. We're in it, you guys. We're Ah. in it. Oh, no. I've got my my feet stuck in a stool. Sorry. I have I put my feet on a little stool and it collapsed with my feet inside of it and I mm-hmm. was in a little foot trap. <laughs> sure. I got my foot stuck in a foot trap, Dan, like I was in a bear trap. Why not? Last night was the Iowa caucuses, which every major network treated like it was a thing that might have any outcome that is possible. And so they had their normal little graphics and all that shit, and they tracked it like, who knew? Who knew? And yet, what do you know? Mm. What happened? Donald Trump ran away with it. Huh. Winning 51% of the caucus vote, 30 points above the second place finisher, which maybe it was a surprise because it was Ron DeSantis, Mm -hmm. who's been on a precipitous slide. He won 21%. 0.2% 0.2% of the vote. Nikki Haley, who people thought maybe was going to win second, won 19.1. None of, well, none of this fucking matters. Mm-mm. Vivek Ramaswamy got 7% of the vote. Earlier that day, a bunch of right-wing scumbags, including Elon Musk, predicted on Twitter that he might actually win Iowa. That Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. was going to win, right? Yeah, that he was you know, being 
underpolled by the you know mainstream media and blah 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 like elon musk literally was like yeah i think it's gonna this looks like reality uh if nothing else they were all convinced that he was certainly going to place a strong second instead he has announced that he's suspending his campaign next up new hampshire which votes next tuesday january 23rd or at least as of now trump is leading but not by as much over Nikki Halley. Then let's get real, Maureen. Okay. Treating this as an actually competitive primary feels fucking stupid. Like every report that I read that talks about this and like it tries to like it's just fucking dumb. I don't actually know why it is being covered the way it's being covered because basically we are staring down a primary season where both party candidates are running as incumbents, even though one actually is. Dan, who of these clowns is he going to pick as VP or is it going to be some other person? I don't think he's picking any of these clowns as VP. I just think that it's... He has too thin of a skin hmm. to pick anyone that has run against him bad. Right. Yeah. Or run against him. My personal guess is it will be Christy Nome. I was the, thinking, yeah. the governor of South Dakota yeah. who has done nothing but kiss his ass for, you know, all these years had didn't run for president has campaigned in absentia for him. Uh, that's that that would be my gut. And what's exciting about that is we'll we'll get to see him both compliment and destroy her because she's a woman mm-hmm. as as he goes along. So that's going to be a, a new a new thing to really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's my gut is that's who it would be. But there's also the problem that he hates women. So really hates women. Yeah. So there's that. Like I get. At, at a at a certain level, he might be like, yeah, it'd be great. And then he would suddenly realize like, oh, he has to do more than like, I don't know, slap her ass or whatever. Do, what does she look like? Does she look, because there's a Trump look for women. All the women in the Trump orbit have a very specific long hair. Mm-hmm. They all have long hair that's styled in a very similar way. Um. He's had women work for him, um, like his press secretaries, and but they all kind of have the same, yeah, the same look. She doesn't look completely unlike Melania. Okay, yeah, there it is. You know, she's so a long hair. That. Yeah, here I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this. I could look her up. Yeah. Her picture right on the top. All right, I'm gonna look right now. Open link in a new tab. Let's see. It's exactly what I was picturing. Yeah. Like I could have told you she's got long brown hair, beach waves. She's got the eyelashes. Uh, 100%. Yep. There's a look that of the, of the women in the Trump orbit and they yeah. have a very specific, they all have long hair in a very kind of beach waves and they all look like influencers of a certain type who are trying to sell you yoga pants and candles. Yeah. 
Definitely. Anyway, I think if he didn't hate women, she would be a shoe in But he does hate women. So. But he does employ or have women in a circle that look like that. So she might be yeah. okay. Yeah, but I, but he would have to put up with her for a long time. I don't he's, know. He's put up. He has this inner circle of some women that kiss his ass. Like he had that woman that was his little whisperer that followed him everywhere. Uh, what was her name? Isn't it fun that we can't even remember some of those people now? It's because they would circle through so fast, but she's right. she was extremely beautiful. She looked a little bit like Kate Middleton, and she was like his aide-de-camp. She was always with him. She was the only one that could calm him oh, down. right. Now, yeah, but I can't remember who, who, you're, who what her name is either. Yeah. And he was, she, she ended was like, up, she ended up testifying against him though. So they made, yeah, I think they, they made her and she was so sad, but yeah, she kind of looked like he always has like a, a whisper, a woman right. whisper. That's like, you know, anyway, it's we're all just fucking stuck with this shit. Yeah, dad. I mean, sorry about my dog barking in the background. Again, we have new dogs next door. It's fun. Yeah. Well, at least that's the only news about Trump right now. Well, in fact, he is uh, he has moved on from Iowa. The New Hampshire primary is next Tuesday. They just wrapped up in Iowa, but Donald Trump's making a little pit stop in New York City, where Yay. he is right now, along with you. I can feel it in the air. To attend the opening of E. Jean Carroll's second defamation suit against him. This one builds off of last year's rape and defamation case that she won. This one is about statements that he made after she filed the original suit. Statements that he continues to make to this very day. Which seems great for him. Or especially great for her, I suppose. Anyway, he did appear. He is in the courtroom as we record. They are doing jury selection right now. They are expected to make opening arguments uh, perhaps this afternoon. He would like to make that statement, uh, which is also what he did at the closing arguments of his business fraud suit last week, which turned out, I know this is a shock, Maureen, turned out to become an absolute fucking clown show. When is the decision expected on that one? Anytime. And that's the judge making that decision. Yeah, it's just, it's not a jury trial, so it's just a judge. So, Presumably, Judge Erdogan, which I believe is how it's pronounced, is like putting himself in a cement bunker somewhere, like he's just in a, in a bolt hole somewhere with a bunch of canned goods before he makes this announcement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I think that there's a level of, you know, you have to give the, you have to give the sense that you are deliberating. But I think my guess would be he could have, especially after Trump's uh, debacle in his courtroom, he could have probably issued a ruling right away. But so ahead of closing arguments, Trump's lawyers had notified the judge that he wanted to make a closing statement. And uh, I'm going to let the New York Times describe what followed next. Quote, in a non-jury trial, I am inclined to let everyone have his or her say, the judge wrote in an email last week to the lawyers. He cautioned, however, that Mr. Trump would have to abide by the rules and that that apply to lawyers. He would have to stick to the facts of the case and the law 
and refrain from attacking Letitia James, the attorney general, the judge himself, or the judge's staff members. Trump's lawyer, Christopher Keiss, objected, but the judge insisted. And when Mr. Keiss missed a deadline to agree, it seemed that Mr. Trump had given up. That was like the night before. Right. The, 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 the Times writes, he had not. On Thursday, Mr. Keiss asked the judge again, Thursday's when closing arguments were to begin. Asked the judge again whether the former president could deliver his own closing arguments. The judge seemed inclined to allow it, but addressed the former president directly, asking him to restrain himself and abide by those conditions. That was all the permission Mr. Trump needed. He took the microphone and that he did not uh, said that he did not see how he could stick to the facts and the law when the case went beyond them and then monologued for five minutes. He attacked the judge saying, quote, you have your own agenda. He went after Miss James, accusing her of perpetrating, quote, a fraud on me. Perhaps the most surprising feature of Mr. Trump's closing arguments was that he stopped willingly after five minutes. When the lunch break arrived, Justice er Engeron asked him to finish and Mr. Trump obliged. So he just did a full five minute, like a tight five stand up mm. set in the judge's chambers where he just insulted the case, insulted the judge, insulted the DA. Now, the Eugene Carroll trial, is this a second trial based on the fact that he continued to defame her? Yeah. Okay. So this is a second defamation suit. Um, so the interesting thing is this is a it's a pretty narrow case right it is not the the facts are not in question right the facts were decided with the last case so there is no this is not trying whether or not she was raped or sexually assaulted i think the final i think the final decision was was sexual battery or something mm -hmm. something along those lines um and there also is not an argument as to whether or not she was defamed this is about new stuff and specifically around how much damages she should be awarded for the second set of defamation, essentially. Right. right? Um, so the the judge has said Trump can speak, right? But similar to the previous one, he has to speak within the bounds of the case, right? He cannot say things like he didn't know her, which he says all the time, you know, uh, because that has already settled, right? That is all settled law at this point. Um Despite these clear guardrails, if he does speak, you know that he's going to say whatever the fuck he wants. Yes. Until the judge cuts him off. Mm -hmm. And the thing to me is that clearly this is a new strategy for him, right? Um, show up, be loud, act like a fucking martyr when you're told to shut the fuck up. Because his supporters fucking love it. You know, this is now basically you have to imagine all of the court cases, at least the ones that, that will end up happening, are extensions of his campaign. At least the way they see them or he sees them. So, yeah, his supporters love it and everyone else in the party is going to fucking fall in line because they're terrified of his supporters and of him. Dan, when the first time, because remember, we are now in our third Trump campaign. The first time was very shock and awe because yeah. no one thought he was really going to win and just crazy stuff happened. And it was like watching a crazy reality show for the first time. Yeah. 
The second time was just so torqued by the fact that we were in a pandemic. You know, everything was so weird. Yeah. And we were all sort of still trapped inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. So um, that had it. That was the colored a lot of it. And they couldn't go out and do a lot of stuff, although he did. And then like he actually killed some people. Oh, yeah. He killed. He killed people. Um. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. He killed Herman Cain. Yep. So he had the rallies anyway, and people died. And then this time, because he's defanged himself in a certain way, that he's his old platform was Twitter, and Twitter has fallen apart, and he has this true social, but no one really gives a shit about that in the same way. Right. And it's this muted madness. Yeah. That we are drowning out in the same way that my brain is trying to drown out this bl- this blurriness in my eye. Right. We have been so used to it. We've he's been president. He's been not president. He's uh, got in four criminal trials and like two other cases, and we're just used. And we've had an insurrection. Yeah, we're so used to the noise, right? That I don't think we hear very much of it anymore. And also, I think even the most fervent people know it doesn't fucking matter, right? And by that, by not matter, I mean, it sort of doesn't matter what either of them say. Like, we kind of know who the two candidates are going to be. Right. And there's, it's, I, you'd be very hard pressed to find an undecided person. Right. So what weird outside factor is the thing that's going to come in and swing this? I mean, I think those are very good questions. Plague of bats, sinkholes. Yeah, sinkholes. Weird ballot things. One of them dies. Like, I feel like an outside force. We are just the ball that's rolling until the outside force stops. I mean, one of them dies is not outside of the bounds of possibility. I think it's, I think it's a, I'm going to put that at 40%. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you know. Because they're both older. Oh, yeah. At least one has incredibly unhealthy habits. I don't know about Joe Biden's habits, but we know Trump's he habits seems are seems to unhealthy. be quite healthy. He's like aside from, aside from all shit. the ice cream and stuff, then you know, yeah. he seems he seems basically fine. Yeah. Um, the strain of running. Yeah. Is you know being president, running for president. It, I think that it could. It's like running a marathon every day. Yeah. So that's not going to be hard. hard. It's going to be hard on both of their systems. Yeah. Neither, I mean, he, Trump did some in-person campaigning. Biden never went on the campaign trail last time because right. he couldn't. Right. Very, he did a few, but they were few and far between. Right. So like, and that, what, what impact does that make? The physical right. moving around. Right. Well, there, and, and then you have the kind of additional layer that for Biden, running to unseat Donald Trump is, I think, it, it, an easier argument to make than his incumbency. Right. You know, but for, for reasons both good and unfair, he is deeply unpopular, you know, um, within the, you know, within the country and within his own party, you know. Um, and so he has to, he has to defend his record while also, or promote his record while also, 
reminding people that Donald Trump is real fucking shitty and also dangerous. And that I think that's a hard position. I think that is a hard position, especially when, you know, the level of get out there campaigning. He, I mean, you're absolutely right. He did not campaign like that in 2020 because it was fucking 2020. So, yeah. And it's, we're. And the electorate itself is broken. Right. Very also, much. The, say the older people that voted for Trump in, tw- in 2016. Yeah. Are some of those people no longer here? Sure. You know, um, you, I, you're not going to see a lot of young people voting for Donald Trump. You you're gonna think. See, you would see, you're going to see some, but I don't think you're going to see great droves of young people voting for Trump. Right. But I think it's also, I think that the, the, I think there are a few factors that are affecting the possible youth vote turnout, you know, the, the promises of, of, of student loan forgiveness that were unable to be, you know, unable to be done. It's hard Mm -hmm. to promise that again, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, now I think that the position that, Biden has taken on Gaza has become a mm-hmm. liability among young voters, mm-hmm. especially, you know, um, I think that it's, you know, the last year or last time around the kind of outpouring of the youth vote and the kind of emergence of Gen Z. Um, I don't know that we see that. I think that's harder. Again, I just think it's a, it's a harder position of an incumbent than it is as as somebody that wants to topple, you know, topple a dictator. You know, now now you have to be like, no, but really, remember, he's not good. Right. Also, you don't like me, but remember him. So let's let's also roll this clock back eight years. Yeah. So we have people like your son voting. Yeah, this will be his first election. And he was 10, 11. Mm-hmm. When Trump ran around the first time. Yeah. You know, what memories do they have? Right. Of of what Pretty happened. Trump. Right. Yeah. No, How much I mean, of, they have his, always heard the noise. Like it's always been there with them. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, any anyone that is 18 right now, their main relevant experiences of a president is Donald Trump. Yeah, let's think about this for a Donald second. Trump. If you're 18 right now, here are the things that have happened to you. Donald yep. Trump was president when you were a kid. Yep. It was pure fucking chaos. Yeah. There was a goddamn worldwide pandemic. Yeah. You may not have been in school for a year. Yeah, you went home for a year and a half. So you were ripped in and out of context of school. Yeah. Major, dis- you may have loved it. You may have hated it. It may have been a major destabilizing influence. Maybe you were a freshman in college and you never got to go or something right. like it's it's it, everything. There was a fucking insurrection mm-hmm. and you're tired of all this bullshit. You're like, we have so many pressing problems in the world right now. And yeah. all of you are fucking around with these two guys. Right. And yeah. now you are going to try to get on campus and whip us up and be, for for what exactly? Go I think, fuck I think that yourself. You have articulated that perfectly. <laughs> I mean, I would be like, you can absolutely go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'd be like, where's the where's the keep burning, burn it down option? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you have articulated the problem. 
very well. <laughs> hey, kids. Hey, kids, you know, who want to get out there and act in the world. Here is, um, I'm not, I'm also, I'm not ageist. I don't have any problem with someone who is 80. Right. Being 80 is just the state of being 80. It's fine. Sure. And if you are a, a nimble, flexible 80 that has a lot of world experience mm-hmm. and a lot of thoughts, great. Mm-hmm. You might make a fantastic candidate. If you are a person who is a, a professional political operator, yeah. who is at this point, what's he running for? What the fuck is he running for? Because he believes he's the only one that can take on Trump. It's not true. Oh, Biden? Yeah. So what's he running for? I mean, I would guess that he's running to secure the his legacy. This right? is the like, thing that, fuck it. They're, right. oh, they're both running to secure their fucking yeah. legacies. Yeah. Fuck your legacy. Right. You want a good legacy? Let's, because I don't think Biden, <laughs> none of us were like, Biden, like, I, you know, I don't think any of us, there was, a, it wasn't that, a, there were, I, there were certainly people with more positions to get, like, uh, if we're going to do it, do it now. What the fuck are we all waiting for? I think is, is certainly the mood of young people and the mood of a lot of other people is the world is literally burning. What the fuck are you all waiting for? Yeah. This is not the time to try to do half measures of anything. The, the, the enemy is literally at the gates. Right. This is going to be the insurrection election. The yeah. people that are voting for Trump are, I think, at heart, insurrectionists. They've got taxationist thefts bumper stickers on in 1776. I fucking know these people. They live in my goddamn neighborhood back at home. Yeah. Like I know how they talk and how they walk. Yeah. And you've got a status quo party and an insurrectionist party. Right. During a time of radical change when the earth is burning and we've been through a pandemic and there's mm-hmm. a there's a war going on and you're like, you know what we should do is we should really stay the course. Fuck everything, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah. You are hitting it on the head. And then they're going to just send us 17,000 texts a day asking for $3 at a time. Yeah. Until you want to throw your phone into the sea. Mm-hmm. Here, these half-assed stay-the-course politics are going to kill us all. Yes. So, 2024. So, yeah, I would imagine there's going to be a certain amount of anger with young people. Yeah. And uh, also all the other people. Yeah. All people. (laughs) And... When you say are a Republican who doesn't super, you know, maybe you've veered from Trump or you're not in the Trump cult. Yeah. Like my dad has been a little bit more like, I think we've exposed my dad as Trump loving relative. Um, I think you are for the first time. I'm lifting the veil. Do that. Yes. Okay. He's the one with the flag that I defaced. He had the Trump flag and I cut out the world, the word. Um, He has expressed his interest in Nikki Haley. Yeah. That's who he wants to vote for. She's not going to be running. It's going to be Trump, which means that if you're not a Trump cultist, you have to know everything you know about Trump and recommit, Mm -hmm. which means that in order to to square that circle and deal with the cognitive dissonance, much like my eye trying to make sense of a big blurry patch, you're going to have to justify that in your own head and tell yourself that all that shit is okay. Yeah. 
I which mean, I think that 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 level of mental gymnastics is, I think, one entirely what everyone would happily do. But also, I think that they can just short circuit that by saying, oh, but I don't like Biden. That was his reason. He just didn't. He hated Hillary so much. Right. That he was like, well, I guess I'm voting for Trump. Like he right. just it's like as long as you aren't. The Democrat. But I think that the psychic, the kind of psychological toll of realizing he's, you know, found guilty of rape, he has four criminal trials going, you know, there was an insurrection. Yeah. That, that there was an insurrection. Like someone mm-hmm. like my dad is real like patriotic and stuff. The insurrection bothered him. Okay. And he tried to blame it on Antifa. And I don't know. He doesn't really talk about it anymore, but he thinks that was really wrong. He thought the insurrection was really bad. Yeah. He's still going to have, they're all going to have to, and I think there's a lot of them like that. They're going to have to still get that together in their heads. And that fact, when you recommit to the cult, even when you know the leader is like, take it everyone as a wife or whatever, like you're like, but I got to recommit. Yeah. That does something to a person. Yeah. You got to sign on the line again. Yeah. But I think they will. They will. But what's, what toll is it going to take on them? And there are true believers out there. I've certainly met some of the real true believers. My gut is the toll is less than a person would like it to be. Mm. You know, my gut is, you know, we're one week away from him being the only candidate. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't like him, you're probably going to vote for him, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't like the other guys more. The other guys are socialism. You know, the other guys are the fucking specter of, you know, like I would fucking love them to be Mm -hmm. what the what the what the narrative on the right is. Oh, it's the dream. (laughs) It would be incredible. They're coming to take your guns and get socialized medicine. I'm like, hot damn, let's go. Sign me up. Let's go. Finally. Then now we're jazzed. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that it's I don't think it's all that difficult. You know, I think you've seen I mean, you've seen plenty of people that were in fucking Congress hiding for their lives, saying, you know, people that voted to impeach him that are like, oh, yeah, I endorse. He's cool. I know. Look, Dan, I think that they will do it. I think it will be easy. But I think that on some level, based on because the first time they were like, he's different. I'll just vote for him because he's not Hillary. Right. The second time, I think they were like. He's still like our brand. Right. And since then, since he's been arrested four times. Yeah. And he has been arrested four times, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like yeah. booked. Yep. Four times. And, and staged an insurrection. Mm-hmm. I do think they are going to think about that. And as they recommit, in order to make that leap, some of them are, are going to sustain a bunch of mo- of of new moral damage because mm-hmm. I think it means that you're like, well, maybe I could be an insurrectionist too. Maybe I could, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like, I think it's something to think about. I think they will easily press the button, but I think that they have to do it knowing what they know. Right. I, I've seen my dad like kind of struggle with this. Like, right. You know, he's like, I've seen him like trying to make two to two and two equal seven. Like he's like, right. He's there he is being arrested, but, uh, uh, you know, like, 
I watch them trying to really struggle to do the right. math. Right. But I think once the campaign really begins in earnest, once the news, you know, I mean, Fox News has been sort of iffy on Trump, you know, at least as much as you can define Fox as being iffy on Trump, they will fall in line. You know, like once the the once all of the messaging apparatus hit lockstep, it doesn't become difficult. Uh, yeah, the, the AI, it, you know, the, just the ease at which they'll be able to pump out stuff. You know, I've seen the shit that, you know, I've seen the email forwards that they get. And like, yeah. it's, it's so fucking simple. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, <sighs> You're really going upbeat. Well, Dan, I'm keeping it burning. Like, I, <laughs> hello, welcome to Maureen's mindfulness no. moment. Okay, everybody, this week we're looking into the abyss. We're really looking. And we're looking to see what shapes we see in it. Because it says it's just an abyss, but if you really focus down, do you see stuff? Do you see lines? Do you see patterns? Do you see something that looks like a dragon down there? Don't just assume that it's one big gaping maw. There could be teeth down there. Let's look in it together. The gaping maw. And you know, Let's like really size it up and accept that it's there. Can we jump over it? Who knows? Probably not. But why don't we try together? Let's all join hands and jump over the abyss together. And if we all go in, we go in together. But some of us might make it over. And if we make it to the other side, imagine the rainbows that might be there. Of course, we'll more mourn our fallen and the people that wouldn't stop holding hands and all got dragged down into the abyss together. <laughs> this has been Maureen's My Brother's Moment. There you go. Was that good? Oh, sure. It was Did great. Did that help? I, I, really I think definitely that was helpful. Absolutely. We're really going to have to talk our way through this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be rough. <laughs> it's feeling... Here's the thing is that all along, you know, the words I've always said was, you know, we're not ready. Yeah. And now that we're getting into it, now we're stepping into the bathwater. Like, Ooh, it's a little hot. You know, it's very, I feel very clear eyed and calm in a way that I'm like, oh, that's a 17 headed dragon. Like, it's just right. like, oh, a monster has come out of the sea and is stepping onto the shores of New York. I think the trick is, you know, you, you, to your vast credit, have been oh? saying we're not ready for 24 for a long time. There are other people that are just realizing it. But I think one of the tricks is to use your bathwater metaphor. You you have been ready for a hot bath. You stick your foot in, you go, oh, that's a little hotter than I thought, but I'm ready. And it isn't until you get fully immersed mm. that you realize you're actually bathing in hot bleach. Right. Like so I, I think I think no matter what we think we're ready for, we're also not ready. Right. Right. So it's this kind of core question of do we disengage? And it's right. not possible to disengage right now, but we have to but we have to desperately engage with something else because this thing, this election ain't it. Right. In this form. Right. This ain't it. Yeah. Well, on that note. Dan. <laughs> says who is Wait, made no, possible. no, 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 we can't do that, Dan. 
by you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where you could get this maybe a little more positive every Sunday. A little something we call the town watch. If you give it the five or ten dollar a month level, that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail. It's every more month. fun than this. It is. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. I need to change that. Problem is, I just don't have the mental cognitive time to do it, but I will. Uh, or at says who at omfg.town on Mastodon. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can also join the fan run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen, including now on YouTube, because that's apparently where some people listen to podcasts now, which seems insane to me. But what doesn't? So it's over there, too. There's not video or shit. It's just the logo. But I don't get it. I don't get it, kids these days. Anyway, you can join us next Wednesday, January 24th for our very next episode and from my basement in Chicago where it is very, very, very cold. I am Dan Sinker. And Dan, I'm just reading the breaking news that oh, the jury no. has been selected in the E. Jean Carroll trial. Fun. And the opening arguments start at three o'clock this afternoon. Perfect. Should go great. Uh, let's see. Uh, jury awash and registered. Many claim to be news agnostic. Fun. Um, so, uh, yep. And, uh, the, the, uh, the Trump is apparently sitting there not making eye contact with anyone. Uh, so that's fun. He's, he's close to me, Dan. I can feel him. It's a real disturbance in the force kind of a feel. <laughs> you want me Great to say stuff. my, you want me to say my name? I do. Hmm. I really just want to take back some of the negativity. It's going to be. Let's just, it's experience. And, you know, like they say, may you live in interesting times. And these times are interesting. Mm-hmm. So, it's all one to grow on, isn't it? <laughs> My name is Brian Johnson. And this has been Says Who. shouldn't have thought about it too hard good news morning what there's only 11 more months and 15 days 16 days in this year it's a leap a, year dan i had a great idea for merch for you okay a prayer candle that you put out in like by so you can get it by the first of september uh-huh and you burn down like a cert like it's, it has little marks on the oh, hashes on the great side idea and you burn down to election day whoa that is a great idea maureen yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a good idea. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. No, I'm being totally serious. That is a great idea. There you go. Did wow. you guys want that? Oh, I think you're being sarcastic. No, I'm not. It is a good, <laughs> legitimately great idea. You know, it's your little light in the darkness and you can, and a little Look visual. What? You're doing it. That's a yeah, good idea. You guys, he's he's saying it, but you should see his face. It looks like he's being sarcastic. 
Anyway, you can have that one for free, Dan. There you go. Wow. All right. God damn it, Dan. Are you being our guest? <laughs> no, it's a very, very good idea. No, it doesn't sound. It doesn't mean it. I thought you'd like it. I do. Good Lord. You were number one candle guy. I know. That is a great idea. All right. Well, then let's do it. You yeah, do it. It's we yours. Can do this. All right. All great. right.